0: Press 1. To delete, press 7. To save, Hi, oh. They really
1: do. don't give a fuck about I'm Mr. Albert. This is John Spalding at Sign Your Case I'm the attorney for Sign Your Case. I've spoken with Terry, but uh, I just want to talk to you myself and introduce myself and speak with you a little bit about what happened last year. Uh, please call me back at 7139
2: Message saved. Saved message
0: political persecution as officials in new york and other parts of the country prepare for fallout concerns about another bank failing amid encouraging signs for the industry plus amazon announces more job cuts what it could all mean for the next interest rate decision and your credit cards the new warning about real estate scams a retired teacher is sharing her story after she says she lost her entire down payment right before closing how you can protect yourself And a sweet 16 surprise. Miami knocks out one seed Indiana overnight. We have the latest on March Madness. We begin with law enforcement agencies preparing for protests and potential violence in the event that former President Trump is indicted. While there's no evidence that will happen today as Trump had claimed, there are signs that prosecutors in New York are wrapping up their investigation into the hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels. Senior investigative reporter Erin Katursky has the latest.
1: Former President Trump releasing an insult-filled statement on social media about prosecutors and Stormy Daniels after earlier making an unverified claim he would be arrested today, stemming from an investigation into a hush payment to the porn actress weeks before the 2016 election. It's not the payment, but the way Trump accounted for it that could make him the first former president to face criminal charges. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has been investigating this for years, but in recent weeks called in former Kellyanne Conway and Hope Hicks, along with Michael Cohen, once Trump's fixer, who has already served federal prison time for writing the check, he says, at Trump's direction. The facts are the facts. The truth is the truth. It's, the truth will always rise. Robert Costello, a lawyer who testified for Trump and said he once advised Cohen, called him unreliable. And I've listened to Michael Cohen stand in front of the courthouse and say things that are directly contrary to what he said to us. Republicans, including one of Trump's potential 2024 rivals, said charging him now smells of politics and took a shot at the district attorney. They weaponized their office to impose a political agenda on society. On social media. Media Trump called for protest, and that has drawn the
0: approval to actually do it. We are told that could still take some time. Diane. All right, Eva Pilgrim, thank you. A retired teacher is issuing a warning saying she and her daughter were swindled out of their down payment for a home. The pair say they saved up for their dream home, but after falling for a scam email, the money is gone. Trevor All has their story and how to protect yourself. Retired teacher Vicki
1: Ragel and her daughter Sarah found that townhouse of their dreams and with a lifetime of savings they could finally afford it
0: we were very very excited to
3: purchase this home we found what we thought was an incredible spot
1: but they say when they got to their closing there suddenly appeared to be a nearly two hundred thousand dollar problem and a message that the title company hadn't received their down payment
3: and i said i wired them to you and she said i don't have the money And I said, What do you mean you don't have the money? And she said, I don't have your money. We did not get your money. And, and I remember just sort of freezing for a minute.
1: Sarah and Vicky say just before the closing they received this email instructing them how to transfer the money which they did. But they say they now believe it was fake. Reporting it to the police and FBI say their entire down payment is gone. You know at that point you, you doubt everything. You, I have no idea when it was hacked. I have no idea if any of these emails were, were valid or fraudulent. Experts say these Real estate scams often work like this. The scammer first sends a phishing email to a broker or title company hacking into their email account. They'll then use that information to trick you, the buyer or seller, into thinking they're your realtor or title company, often with an email address very similar to the one you've been communicating with. They send instructions to wire the money, you send it, and by the time you talk with your actual realtor or broker... Too late it's getting harder and harder to detect emails that are being drafted from from fraudulent actors versus those that are coming from trusted parties in the transaction in 2022 our rebecca jarvis got an inside look at the secret services global investigative operations center where they track these kinds of scams investigator stephen doherty showing us several fraudulent emails In their email settings, they can actually display the name of the realtor or title agent there instead of it looking like the actual email address they use. The Regals are now renting an apartment. And while they haven't gotten their money back, friends have raised more than $130,000 to try to help cover their losses. It completely warms my heart and reminds me that there's actually good people in the world, uh, which is something that I did not necessarily
0: feel a couple days ago.
1: And Diane, these emails are so convincing that in the Regels case, the Secret Service agent that we spoke to said the scammers even copied the email signature of their title broker. Diane.
0: Trevor Alt, thank you. Coming up, the new shift in plastic surgery trends. Why celebrities like Black China are reversing their cosmetic procedures and taking out their implants. Also ahead, are you burnt out or overworked? One mom of two has found a solution.
4: Katrina brought all this out here. He had his own life that he was restarting over in Texas. He
2: also found... He was rebuilding his future in the wake of tragedy.
4: Katrina brought all his audio. He had his own life that he was restarting over in Texas.
2: He also found his voice along the way.
5: He started rapping about his trials and, you know, things he's been through. He was
1: trying to pursue that as maybe a career.
2: A new love seemed to be a signal that the tides had finally turned. They got to know each other really well. He was happy.
5: I always wanted to bring her around.
2: Until rough waters (laughs) threatened to upend his life again.
4: This was a very unique and different storm. It was powerful, and it kept on going inland. It was crazy. He just, like, went silent. Was this another missing person lost in Hurricane Harvey?
2: The evidence would reveal something far more ominous. When I seen the news, I got sick to my stomach,
3: physically ill. What better way to make someone disappear than in the midst of a hurricane?
2: August 18th, 2017. It's Friday evening in Baytown, Texas, a blue-collar town on the Houston Shipping Channel.
4: It's a large port area where you're going to have a lot of cargo and shipping, the various refineries or the various plastic companies. That's pretty much set the lifeblood of the town for many years.
2: As people are getting off of work from Baytown's refineries and chemical plants, they keep a watchful eye on the news. Hurricane Harvey was making its way across the Caribbean at that point and threatening to turn towards Texas.
1: The storm is pretty much the number one thing on people's minds because they've seen
3: what storms can do here. This was nine years just after Hurricane Ike that cost billions in damage and killed dozens.
2: So it was pretty understandable why people were nervous. However, Even with the threat of a hurricane, one Baytown woman has a more urgent matter. A little after 6 p.m., 30-year-old Sierra Sutton arrives at the Baytown police station to report that her boyfriend, 32-year-old Stephen Coleman, has been missing since Wednesday. It was a little past 7 p.m. when he left, and he was only supposed to be gone for a little while. She
5: said he just got up and walked out the door, and she said that was the last time she saw him. He was supposed to meet his daughter that night. Have you talked to her, the daughter?
3: Called her mother, but they haven't seen her. Sierra said she also called several of Stephen's friends who hadn't heard from him either.
2: Sierra claims that it's unlike Stephen to not be in touch with his friends and family.
3: I knew something wasn't right with Stephen when I didn't hear from him because we would talk all the time. If he' home, he' gonna
5: call. Me. Something just didn't add up.
2: Get it? I understand. Louisiana native Stephen Coleman had come to Texas in 2005, blown there by a different storm. When Hurricane Katrina
4: hit the New Orleans area, it was devastating. And Stephen, he was one of over 200,000 people who fled Louisiana and then settled in Houston, Texas.
2: Most of the people fleeing Katrina landed in the Houston area with little money and spent years struggling to rebuild their lives. Stephen was no exception.
5: He needed to make some money. He needed a couple of dollars in his pocket because he was trying to get some more to stay. He was looking for a job.
2: The problem was, he had a few strikes against him. Stephen had grown up
3: in one of the toughest areas in New Orleans and had gotten into some trouble.
5: He was to jail for, like, just being in the streets.
3: He had a few minor offenses on his record, like misdemeanor drug possession and carrying a handgun without a license.
2: But Stephen refused to let his past define him.
3: He had a great heart, great sense of humor. He was just a good person. <laughs> he a guy who maybe had a little
1: bit of a past, he was trying to turn it around, trying to look for a better future like we all did.
2: After months of struggling... Steven managed to find a place for himself in Baytown, a bustling suburb of Houston.
3: Baytown is right on the coast of Galveston Bay. It's about half an hour from downtown Houston, and it's got big business in oil refining and steel manufacturing. He worked at a chemical plant, and he was
5: a hard worker. The more he got into it, the like the better he got. Like He was seeing his capabilities. So he went from the rookie to the supervisor.
2: However, for all Steven's dedication and success at his job, music was his true passion.
1: And this one right here. He had made this rap CD and was trying to pursue that as maybe
3: a career. Steven loved, loved, loved his music. He was really good at his craft.
5: His music was like a way to express a lot of stuff that we was going through. And get a right now. Right? Got a it was so realistic. It was raw. It was gifted. Like, people were telling, man, hey, man, this song, man, I listened to this song, bro, and, you know, it, it had me feeling ideas like that made me believe, and you gave me hope.
2: Raw, real, and full of hope. Steven was a rising star in both the Houston rap scene and back home in New Orleans. He had a lot
3: of fans. A lot of fans from Facebook and stuff like that.
2: One of those fans was Sierra. Once in Baytown, Sierra and Steven started building their life together.
5: She went the extra mile for him, help him, support him, you know, kind of take some of the pressure off him.
2: And with Sierra by his side, Stephen could focus on taking his musical career to the next level. He wanted to get
3: his music out more. He wanted to do a bunch of shows. He wanted to try to sign to a label.
2: But this rising star has now faded from view. In mid August of 2017, Sierra Sutton claims Stephen has been missing for the last two days. He was only supposed to be gone for a little while and with an impending disaster approaching off the coast of Baytown, his girlfriend believes something worse may have already happened to Steven.
5: I'm afraid it's because of some of the things that
2: he used to be into. What do you mean by that? What kind of things? Some of the people he used to run with that were trouble. In the summer of 2017, with his number one fan, Sierra Sutton, at his side, and his rap career on the rise, it looked as if there were no limits for Stephen Coleman.
5: He was always in a good space. Every day, he woke up with something on his mind. Every day, he setting goals, different plans.
3: He was really good at what he did. But he also worked as well. So he was rapping and working. If it wasn't at work, he was at the studio.
2: But now, Sierra has just gone to the police and reported that she hasn't seen or heard from Stephen in 48 hours.
1: She goes to the cops and says she's missing. They take her statements and uh, get all the information from her.
2: According to Sierra, with Hurricane Harvey fast approaching, Stephen had left their apartment on Wednesday night to check on his daughter from a previous relationship. She lives with her momma. You know the mother's name? Kimberly. Kimberly Wiley.
5: Kim and his big mom, they started talking to each other and they had got back cool and, you know, he started going over.
3: Kimberly and Stephen's daughter had moved to the Houston area as well after Katrina. So this was perfect for Stephen
2: to be able to see his daughter on a regular basis.
3: He was trying to be there and help with the daughter.
2: But that Wednesday night, Stephen never showed up to see his daughter. How you know that? Because I asked her. Kimberly,
5: correct?
3: Yeah, I called her when I couldn't get out hold of Stephen. Axes are often considered persons of interest, so detectives were suspicious of Kimberly.
2: However, Sierra offers up a different possibility.
4: In the missing person report that Sierra filed, she volunteers some theories that Stephen went back to his old ways and he was back amongst a rough crowd.
5: Some of the people he used to run around with, they were trouble. Is he doing anything illegal now?
2: Not that I know of. With Sierra offering little in the way of names, detectives can hardly start to investigate anyone specific. But Sierra does reveal one clue that indicates something nefarious may have happened to Steven. What makes
3: you think that?
2: Both his cars are still in the parking lot.
3: He was a car person. He had two cars. He had just gotten a new Jaguar. He loved that car.
1: That right there raised red flags. Why would he just walk off somewhere without even taking his vehicle? He just loved his car. He did not want to
5: leave his car behind. This dude don't even want to ride with me in my car to go to the corner store.
2: I'm just really worried about him.
0: I get it.
4: I understand. We'll do everything we can, ma'am.
2: Once they finish filling out the missing persons report, detectives issue a be on the lookout for Stephen.
1: We cannot just put everything on hold just because there's a hurricane coming.
2: They also do a background check on Stephen, but find nothing to indicate he was associating with criminals, nor that he was a hardened criminal. There
3: were a few minor charges in his past, but there was nothing recent.
2: He was uh,
1: not somebody who looked for trouble. He did not seem like a bad guy at all.
2: With his background and apparent dead end, detectives subpoena his cell phone and financial records.
5: They started to check his bank account and, and they started to kind of backtrack.
2: Any
3: activity on Stephen's debit and credit cards would have left a trail that detectives
2: could trace. While waiting to hear back from Stevens' bank and cell phone provider, detectives pay a visit to the apartment complex he and Sierra call home. The initial canvas
4: showed his cars are there.
3: Detectives didn't find any trace of blood or anything around the cars to indicate foul play. Right
2: Canvassing the apartment complex also fails to produce any leads.
4: They had a recent picture of Stephen with a missing persons flyer. Nobody really ever heard of any kind of disturbances or fights that they shared with the detectives and the police officers.
5: Age 49 to 63 and not able to work. This message is for you. New rules in 2023 now make it easier for millions of Americans like you to qualify for up to
0: $3,627 a month in government support.